Hello. Hello. Testicles, one, two, three. Benti uno, mate. Benti uno. Benti uno, benti dos, benti tres, benti cuatro, benti cinco, benti seis, benti siete. Do you speak Spanish? Benti ocho. Do you speak Spanish? Sí, mi amor. Me encanta bailar. Fuck off. How do you, no, how much Spanish do you... No, I, used to be, I used to be really good at Spanish. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Wow, you don't know Spanish word? No, I just did Spanish in school. Were you quite a good learner? Were you quite a quick, like, quick learner? I was good at it. And then I just kind of, after after GCSEs, I just stopped doing it. Stopped doing Spanish. Oh, I'd love to know another language. Like, I think it's so interesting. Um, I've got one of our friends to teach me. Just download Duolingo. Oh, I can't be bothered. I got one of our friends to teach me something in Spanish. And do you know what's really interesting? When when I get someone to teach me like a line in like their language, I write it down how like I hear it, not how it's spelt, because it's easy to say it back. You mean phonetically? Phonetically, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, I, I did my um bar bat bat mitzvah um phonetically. Bar mitzvah phonetically. Yeah, you um, tell me. Because I was too lazy to learn Hebrew. So That's so bad. I, I know like so you got the Torah and like you've got it on like a a fucking a stand anyway they got the tour and on top of it they had this like laminated thing and I was just reading off of that and everyone's looking oh my god this is so good and I'm just there like just reading uh, the, the phonetics did the rabbi know you were doing that obviously yeah, yeah. because cause he like tra- he, you he know, changed you to do it yeah like, it basically got to a point where like it wasn't a he I think it was a she I can't mm. remember but she was basically like the rabbi was a woman no well you can get female I think you can get female rabbis but oh, you the just person can't, you're confidently guessing about no, no, your own no, no, about no, your own I, religion I'm, I'm pretty sure you can get female rabbis I'm pretty okay. sure are they called rabbis Nah, mm, I don't know. I actually don't know. Because you get some... I'm trying to remember like from when I was in shul back in the day. Because you get some... Yeah, I can't remember. I I can't remember. But some of the female rabbis, they also wear something on their head. As like... I can't remember what it is, to be honest. Like It's been so long since I've been in in that (laughs) culture. I just... I just... No idea. (laughs) You're obviously never interested in it whatsoever. I remember I used to go to Sunday school. And... uh, are you, is this for, yeah this recording I used yeah. to go to Sunday school and I used to go with like my headphones my dad would drop me off back in the day yeah and it would be from like 10 o'clock until like 2 in the afternoon on a Sunday mm. anyway my dad would drop me off and in the classes they would teach you about the history of like the Jews and stuff like that and I just put my headphones in and just listened to music all day I hated it I found it so boring do you not have tests Sunday school exams? No, we didn't. There was no test, nothing like that. It was just yeah, like you know, teaching exams. you. But, but what I used to do is I used to, at lunchtime when there was a tuck shop, I would like buy loads of the sweets. And then second break came around when there's no tuck shop, I would just sell it back to the kids, like double the price. So I would just like make money every time I go. So I'd get like a tenner off my dad or like a fiver. And a fiver is a lot, like a tuck shop because everything's yeah. like 20p. Back in the day. So I'd spend like five quid and then bag it all and then just, you know, shot it back to them. Like next shot it back to them like next lunch. You know what I mean? You want a Twix, mate? Let's fucking guy you know what I mean tell you what mate you're a loyal customer do you 250p how does that fucking sound so, yeah <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah no wonder you're in sales you've been selling since you're a child it all fun. makes sense nice it's, it's fun mate it's fun uh, but the Spanish I learn is anyone who's any of our Spanish listeners because you know we're obviously you know transcending we're international now we're big yeah, yeah. we had 27,000 followers no uh, sorry t- sorry 27 20, we've now got 29,000 yeah. 29,000 almost 30k on one of our TikTok videos Woo! get us I, some TikTok people mate, I think it's time we quit our job like we can basically like now start Monday like the, in- the endorsements haven't come oh, in yeah, yet then- Maybe they're going to their spam. Have you checked? I reckon there's just such a backlog That's that like is. the internet's crashing. Crash, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like Adidas, Gymshark, Nike. It happens. 
you Especially know, too many people sending an email at yeah. the same time. That's what I'm thinking. Sometimes it can get lost in, in the in the trends. It's coming. Yeah. But the Spanish line I learned is Ye creo que eres la chica más guapa en el mundo. And that, that basically mean? means you are the most beautiful girl in the world. Really funny story. When I was backpacking, I would learn. Like This is when I was like 21. Right. I would, I had this mate who was German. And I learned this like German phrase, right? And look, it was a it's a pretty fucking gross phrase, right? Blast me, ain't it? No, no, no. It was basically ich bin like it was basically like how do you say can I come on your face in oh German, my right? Goodness gracious but, me. but I learned it so I could say it and act ignorant about it. Because like if you take to a German girl, like, oh, I've just been learning some German. Oh my god, what have you learned? I'd say you are beautiful, and then I'd be like, oh, my friend taught me this line. Apparently, it's really nice, and I'd say it. They go, oh my god, do you not know what that means? I'd be like, oh, it means like you're beautiful, right? And they go, <laughs> no, you silly. Like it, it means that. And I'm like, oh my god, no way. Like I can't believe I've been saying that the whole time. <laughs> and it was like a really good icebreaker because they're like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to like teach you. You can't be saying that to people. I got taught it. Blast me, Einen. What does that mean? It just means stop my penis. Blast me einen. Yeah. Blast me einen. And then I, like that. I got told, um, <laughs> what's the word? Tiero tu cuerpo despacito. Tier- oh, I've seen t- is that, uh, isn't that well, in, 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 in a like song? A, yeah, yeah, okay. So what is despacito. it? Despacito. What, what's, the, what's the thing? It means I want your body slowly. How do you say, how do you say it? Tiero tu cuerpo despacito. Tiero tu cuerpo. Tiero tu cuerpo despacito despacito I want your body slowly yeah how would you say I want your body quickly extremely quickly and disappointedly (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure but anyway we have completely digressed welcome back everyone (coughs) sorry let me mute that Dan's just hysterically coughing while we try and welcome into the episode welcome episode 21 i'm so excited so he's excited every episode so oh. it's, it's kind of lost it's it's bigger now because he says he's excited every episode lucky number 21 mate lucky number 21 why is 21 lucky because i don't know they've got a film in it it's to do with a um what, what's the game you know like you pick two cards jack black so yeah jack black yeah T- 21's like the lucky number is it yeah so they've got a film it's called lucky number 21 yeah, 21's on a lucky number, everyone. Yeah. D- Dan's just thinking that. But, but 20... Oh, is that just muted? No, no it's not. Um, but we've made it to episode 21. I'm like pretty impressed. By the end of the year, because I know when we first started doing this, we were like, we wanted to do an episode maybe like once a month, once every three weeks. By the time we get to the end of the year, we've potentially managed to do one once a fortnight. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. 54 weeks in a year. We're at 21... So yeah. we need to get to, what, 24 episodes? 25 episodes? No, Daniel. My math is really bad. Oh, I thought it was 20, because 12, double 12, 24. So if we do 24, we've basically done like... We're 54 weeks divided 54 I know, by but 2. I was, I was just looking at like the months, like 12 months. Do you know what Div- I mean? What's 54 divided by 2? 54 divided by 2. I know 50 would be 25. So, oh, my oh, God. It'd be, yeah, half. So it'd be like 27. 17. Uh, 17. Yeah, 27. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, we're not far. Okay, so we've got... November, or, yeah, we might not, yeah, we might not be able to get to that. But still, I think yeah, we've close. definitely, because I feel like it's got to well, the point now. Well, lockdown slowed us down, in fairness. Lockdown was easier because we were no, recording more in we lockdown. Like, we, we stopped for like four weeks, remember? No, and you, no we, you we still recorded, back, but we just And you did. ruined your back as well. Oh, I did, yeah, I did. We yeah, missed yeah, a week fair. for lockdown because the lockdown laws were really strict and then you ruined your back and you're out for a month. Yeah, that's fair. Just in case 
anyone didn't know Dan well, is back I feel like we've um, which is cool I feel like we've got to the point now where automatically we know every two weeks we're going to record so it's just yeah. we turn up so I think it's cool we've like built a really good habit where it's like we just get into it um, but episode 21 it's cool and I think the last time we recorded together we were still in lockdown we were so restrictions have now I, feel, I think from Monday I think from Monday, everything's all back to normal. Like, we can have house parties, dance Ooh. floors are back on. We can still have house parties, just reduced, but it's only like, like 20 people. Yeah, but from Monday, yeah. it's like you can have, you I can think, have up whatever. to whatever. And, um, are you confidently guessing with that one, or is this fact? No, I've seen it on Instagram, which is a great credib- uh, uh, credible source, yeah, okay, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I but thought it was December that everything was back, but yeah, whatever. It was a crazy time, man. Like, it's crazy. It's so nice to be heading back to some level of normality. Backpackers are starting to come back. They're booking their working holiday visas. People are booking flights to go home, booking holidays. Oh, it's just, it's just so like you realize like how different you create and you create your life when you're in lockdown and how like different things change. You get so used to what we're we going to do tonight. Well, it's Friday. What we've we been doing for the last couple of months, we've just been staying at home, having a few beers and getting a takeaway. Mm. And you get so used to that lifestyle. Now it's like heading back into normality. Everyone's going mental. Shit's completely packed. Mm-hmm. My bank account is absolutely getting rinsed. Yeah, that's been an issue. But it's been fun, man. It's fun. It's nice. You know, it's nice. I got to the point, I think, where it just, for everyone, it just feels like you work and it's just you have your weekend and then you just work and it just it's a very mundane life we were living previously to this it felt lockdown. very mundane but in fairness living in Bondi we were somewhat quite blessed because mm. even though there were lockdown laws the they were quite loose in terms of still being able to go out mm. unlimited amount of hours during the day for exercise mm. there's no curfew compared to other places so like it was lockdown but it didn't feel too bad all the cafes were still open doing takeaways bars were open at night doing takeaway margaritas and drinks. So. One, of, one of the bars in Bondi, I'm not going to name them, but they were still having like secret underground parties going they're on. Not, they're not one of the weekends. They ended up like, because they're obviously like serving people for takeaway and they had music. Mm. But because music was so loud, people around Bondi just started gravitating towards it. And there's a full on party. Shout out to that um, that place. So good. You do very good food. Oh, it was so, really? I've never had the food there. We've literally gone there like a couple of times. The place I'm talking about. No, the place that um, Jack worked at. Oh, right. I'm talking about somewhere else. Oh, okay. What place are you talking about? Does like, they do burgers. I don't know. I'm not going to say their name just in case. I mean, don't even know. Yeah, let's not say their name just in case. Yeah, you enjoy their burgers. You're like, oh my God, the burger looks so good. Oh, my. yeah. They got, oh. they got fined because yeah, people I mean. were going to pick up margaritas and all these margaritas. There was like... No, but that's what I mean. There was a massive party uh, there one night. Was there? Because like they had music playing and then there just people obviously going to pick up their food and probably Shit. just standing there and eating. And then like there was a full on little bit of a rave. There was like organized margarita walks where it became like every week people were like, we're doing the marg walk, right? From yeah. there to like the bit... I'm like, what? During lockdown, it's like organized margarita walks. But then they weren't breaking any rules. That's the thing because you're allowed to you're allowed to walk or exercise in twos, even if you weren't from the same household. So if you're walking and having like or drinking something, mm. it's just like you weren't breaking a law. You mm. know what I mean? So it was fine. Did you pick up any kind of like new hobbies or habits um, through lockdown? Anything that you've left where you're like, I wasn't really doing that before? Um, yeah, I started reading a lot more. You um, have, man. You've actually started sure. reading a lot more. A lot of, like, self-development books, mm. which is cool. Yeah, I started definitely reading a lot more and building up a routine every morning, especially mm. during lockdown. 
because the gyms were open, I would go for a walk in the morning with Mr. Oakley. Um, and then I'd come back, put on some music, and then, like, read for about 30 minutes. I do that every day, mate. That's that's a lot of reading. Yeah, like, you don't... I didn't... Because I've never been naturally, a, like, a massive reader, so I didn't want to overexert myself and try and, like, oh, I'm going to read a chapter every day or two chapters. That just was very unrealistic for me. So I just, like... A chapter's probably less than 30 minutes of reading anyway. Pardon? A chapter for the books you're reading is probably less than 30 minutes anyway. Uh, it just depends because sometimes depending on the content of the of the book, like I may read something mm. over a couple of times and okay. underline some in, like stuff I'd want to like rehash. Yeah. But yeah, I would say 30 minutes, set the timer on my watch and after 30 minutes I would just stop. That's a really good habit to put in place. Yeah. That, and then that's, and then now that lockdown is over, it's like more of me having to like consciously find the time now because I'm obviously trying to fit the gym into and morning routines again yeah. and a walk um so it's like gym walk and reading so it's like i'm an extra r onto my day which i'm gonna have to like try and work around but it's been good so you start getting up like 6am and stuff like that because you have to be getting up yeah, early so that I'm, kind get, of stuff I'm getting up like a little bit earlier just so i can fit in all all those little things that i need to get done before i start work because i find just Doing those small little increments of things before mm. I start work sets me up for like a really, really productive day. I was I remember when lockdown first came in or when I started working from home, I would get up just before my eight thirty morning meetings, like mm. at eight twenty five. I don't do that anymore. I, I started like, giving up. I, I give off to you about that. I was like, you feel like shit because you're yeah, rolling to bed at eight twenty five. I know, and I just roll into the, like my computer, get up at eight twenty five. Yeah, doesn't work. And I'm like, I just feel like shit because I'm like, that's it. I'm just working. I've got yeah. no time for me Mm. but now what i do so what i was talking about before is like building new habits and i read this book ages ago called atomic habits by i think it's by james clear yeah it's a it's an incredible book i listened to the audio book but it was probably one of the first books i read in a while and he talks about like habit stacking so like quite often when people want to like implement new things what is what is habit stacking i'll get to that in a second but quite often when people want to like quite often when people want to the the google the google google <laughs> quite often when people want to implement new things i think that people like overwhelm themselves they're like cool i'm gonna work out fucking six days a week i'm gonna be eating all this and mm. all that and people overwhelm themselves and what happens is they realize a week later that motivation's gone and they're like oh i just can't be fucked to do it anymore and i think it's because in people's minds they set up these huge tasks but without actually breaking down like, okay how am i going to do this mm. where is this going to fit into my current routine what habits am i putting it afterwards what ha- habit am i doing it before and how i explain it if you break things down in like really small percentages and i'll explain that in a second it's a lot easier so there's like this saying where it's like if you put a frog in boiling hot water it will jump straight out mm. but put it in cold water and turn the heat up slowly and they'll happily sizzle to death mm. and it's the whole point of like don't try and go full heat straight away just really slowly one percent at a time yeah so in this book habit stacking is basically in your mind how you structure the things you're going to do Should each day google's definition of habit stacking well i'll tell you what it is and then you can tell me if i'm right but like i looked it up before but i yeah. haven't read the book in ages but i, I remember the, the rough concept Where it's basically like in your mind, you have to go, okay, after current habit, so after, let's say I want to start going to the gym, right? A really good thing to do is I want to go to the gym, cool. Break down, how am I going to do that? Cool, if I want to go to the gym, let's set my gym bag up the night before. When when am I going to get my gym bag ready the night before? So you could say, after eating dinner, insert current habit, I will insert new habit, 
pack my gym bag. Mm -hmm. So religiously moving forward, just that one little thing every day after insert current habit, eating food, I will insert new habit, pack my gym bag. So when you, when you list your habits like that, you now have a structure in your mind of how you can start organizing your day and it becomes a lot easier because if someone's like, Oh sweet. Okay. I need to build in like a chain of, yeah of tasks that you it's, have to do. And it's so much easier and it yeah. helps you get into like the habit and it helps you get into the ritual. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like, oh, I need to go to the gym at some point today. No, but when are you going to go to the gym? Yeah. So if the night before, okay, after my current habit, 12 o'clock meeting, I will, new habit, put on my gym shoes and go to the gym. Yeah. So I know as soon as that's done, that's when that new habit is being implemented. And now you know every time that happens, that next habit is now going to happen there. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that recently with going for a swim in the morning. So I would current habit get up at 6 40 be in the gym by 10 to 7 be out the gym by 10 to 8 so that's my current habit and the moment i get home i take my gym clothes off and put my beach hoodie on and i run straight down to the ocean and now i've started doing you that run? so much i don't know oh, i live right by the water you walk. It's not, uh, sorry yeah, I walk. you don't you don't run no you sorry don't do I, don't, I, I don't do cardio <laughs> but now i've done that so much that has become so much easier and mm-hmm. just knowing after i get back i put on my budgies and I go straight into the water. And so that has now become such a really good ritual. So I think when people want to create a new habit, I think just figure it out in your mind how you want it to look and structure the things you need to do to accomplish it to get to it. Instead of having a vague like, oh, I need to really start working out this week. Okay, well, what day do you want to start working out? Yeah. Will it be in the morning? Will it be the afternoon? Will it be the evening? Because then you can start creating that, you know, yeah. curating that lifestyle. You almost need to like hold yourself accountable <clears throat> for certain things like that for me. If before I go to bed, like if I'm going to go to the gym, I always have like my t-shirt, my shorts, my socks and the trainers, my trainers I'm going to wear. Like, so when I wake up, I don't even really think about it. You're making it easier for like future you in the morning. And then the idea behind that is, is that whenever you do that the night before, you're, it's like you're using less brain power that you're going to need throughout the rest of the day to Mm. do like the actual more important mind mind working more mm. mind working tasks that you'll have maybe at work in morning meetings or a product you're working on so the less brain power you can you can use in the mornings and even in the evenings the better so like for me having my t-shirt shorts socks trainers out done then i know that as soon as i wake up all i need to do is just like roll out of bed put them on go brush my teeth have my coffee or whatever and then just put pick my bag up put the water in it and go and yeah. that's it you know what i mean and does that look the same now every single day for you yeah and yeah. I also find what's important as well before I go to bed is that I make the conscious decision that I am going to go to the gym. You know what I mean? So if yeah, sorry, I, what's that? Before you go to bed, you make the conscious decision. That I am going to go to the gym. Even so, like, for sometimes I would let you go to bed and I'm lying there thinking, oh, am I going to go to the gym tomorrow? I don't know. I'll see how I feel in the morning. If oh, I, it never works. Yeah, if I have that mindset before I go to bed, it's like, oh, I'll see how I feel. I'll wake up and I'm like, because you're never going to feel oh. like, fuck yeah, I'm ready to work out. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I want to get up yeah, at half espe- six. Especially yeah. at that time of the morning as well. Yeah. Like it is so hard to just like get out of bed. And it's not because you're, I wouldn't say I'm tired because as soon as I get out of bed, I'm fine. It's just mm. like, it's just that groggy feeling you have when you initially wake up. So I know I make the consciousness like if I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow and I'm in bed, I've set everything out. I'm like, you're getting up. Yeah, and you're you going. need to decide now. Yeah, you either I, make, are or you I make the decision now whether I'm going to go in the morning, lunch or evening. And then I just stick to that. I think that's the big difference between successful people and unsuccessful people is that like successful people or traits, they don't leave things up to how they're feeling at the time. Mm-hmm. They make a decision of what they want to do because that's what they need to do to achieve the goal that they want to get. I think I think that's like the big difference, you know? 
having the difference of like because motivation will only last for so long I yeah. never I, I get up each morning to train uh, and I, I every single morning I'm always like I just want to snooze yeah I never feel like yeah fuck yeah I want to get up and train yeah, but I know 100%. after I train I'm like yeah cool I want to do this again yeah so that's why you have to make the decision like before but yeah it's, it's, it's a great habit to implement 100% because I for me I have not been motivated to work out for maybe close to a year like literally I've just like every mm. every day I go to the gym for maybe close to a year maybe one or maybe one or two days in a week I'm like oh yeah I'm buzzing but I would say 80% of the time, I, I have no motivation to go to the gym. But because I've built it into my routine of life now, I was just a part of like what I do and who I am. I just go and do the workout, smash out the 45 to 60 minute workout. Even like coming out of lockdown, 100% buzz and get back in the gym. Like the first week, I was like proper motivated. And after that, it just like went down. And then it just now gets to the stage where I'm just like, I'm just going because I'm not, I've, put, I've disciplined myself to do it. So like, I'm not motivated all the time to read but i just do it now because i know in the long run the information and the knowledge that i gain from these books that i read is gonna benefit me in the future i think that there's a lot of people that get into the gym this is what i notice there's a lot of people who get into the gym who lose motivation and i think it's because people don't understand the reason why they go to the gym gotta find your why i think i think there's a reason between training and exercising And Mm. I think some people go to the gym just to run like a hamster in a wheel because they think it's something that they need to do. And it's like, I have to go, I have to run like a hamster in a wheel because that's what I've been told to do because that's what's good for me. But one of the reasons why I think weight training is so beneficial for so many people is when you go, you're like, the reason why I'm going today is to lift X amount of weight to try and break through a PB of X amount of reps. Mm -hmm. And so every time you go, you have a plan in your mind of what you want to achieve. But I think people that don't have that, that's why they get so bored because they don't know why they're going. They're like, oh, PT told me I should come three times a week and lift some weights. But it's like, but do you think you're doing it because that's what's going to make you feel healthy? Or it's like, are you Mm. doing it for a purpose? So I think there's a big difference between exercising and training. Mm. And I think training is more beneficial for people because they go with a goal in mind. Yeah. So that's why so many more people should lift weights. Yeah, that can also like roll over into work life but even doesn't have to be weight so people can do cardio and have pbs that they're trying to hit mm, on the treadmill yeah, some or kind even, of like yeah thing like they're trying, trying to, achieve. to achieve that's the same thing in, in work as well like you obviously ideally most of us i imagine wouldn't wouldn't work if we didn't actually need it to survive you know what i mean mm. and really i we, love i love working all the time for my <laughs> and boss. the thing is with society is that we none of us asked to be here and by being born you involuntarily have signed up mm. to be a part of the society whatever whatever kind of a society that you live in depending on the country that you're in like you've involuntarily decided when you work and you pay tax you just don't <clears throat> have a choice you know what i mean mm. and that's the same you go to work and if you're lucky enough to do something that you love and enjoy unreal but a lot of people do have jobs that like they don't like you know Mm. what i mean and it's about again finding your whys like why do you work every day i've got to pay my bills i've got rent i've got food i've got a kid Mm. you know what i mean and that a lot of the time is we all fall into this like blueprint i think Mm. where it's like why i will get up and go to my job because that's what i'm meant to do and yeah i will have friday where i go out and get on the piss and de-stress from a really hard week of work, feel shit the next yeah. day to get over the the piss and the hard week that I've had. And we just do that same cycle. Mm. I think so many of us are naturally just stuck in it because I think school, it doesn't really te- teaches you how to like be an employee. 
it teaches you how to be yeah. part of the structure. They don't, they don't teach you how to like nah. run your own shit. Nah, That's no one teaches you, to you about investing, out. working for yourself. No, like, nah, no one's taught about this. There's, a theory, there's a theory behind the schooling system and how it came about. Because mm-hmm. obviously during the Industrial Revolution, there was like a massive need for like workers to be mm-hmm. in a room all day working, doing something like that they've been told to do and going through the motions of very mundane tasks. Yeah. And there's a theory that the schooling system was built for that, where they get kids, they put put them into a room, they teach them one curriculum every year. Teachers just literally teach the same thing every year. Mm. Teach them one curriculum, they sit there, they get told what to do, they get up when the bell goes, they go to their next room, they get up when the bell goes, they go to the next class, then they give people or teach or not teachers, um, students, levels of hierarchy like prefects mm. because that's a way of like having managers like they would or supervisors like they would in the factory mm-hmm. and then the teachers and like the headmaster would almost be like executive or like that runs the overall thing so like that's how the school insisted that's, that's the theory behind it it's quite depressing yeah it's weird it's <laughs> i saw a really funny meme the other day just like the biggest scam ever is that we go to work every day and we have four to five hours after work to get ready to go to work the next day <laughs> that's so sad well, I want to <laughs> top myself now. Just think. That's fine, like, though. Because you finish at 5.30, and <clears throat> everything you do after you finish work is like, right, fuck. If you don't go to the gym anymore, it's like, I need to go to the gym, need to buy food, cook dinner, make my lunch. To make sure I'm ready. To make sure I'm ready day. to do the exact same thing again the next morning. That's fine, though, because we're going out after this to get on the piss to enjoy the little time we have in between before we go back to work on Monday. Two days, mate. Do you know what I mean? Oh, mate. I had this moment the other day. And then tomorrow won't, will be a write-off as well. I had this moment the other day where I was sitting, uh, so I worked from home and I was sitting at my desk and I had this like existential moment where I was sitting there and I'm typing and I'm like, obviously been on the phone to clients. Existential, this, that's a big I, word. I had this moment where like I, I like came out and looked at what I was doing and I'm like, what, what are we all doing? Out of body experience. Yeah, I was like, what, what are we all doing? We're all just bots sitting here typing away and yeah, talking to each other and creating this domino effect of like revenue going to business. I'm like, what, what's the, what the fuck am I doing? Just then, little, we're just little pawns, aren't we? Yeah, but then I was like, well, I have to keep doing this. So yeah. I just crack on. <laughs> I was like, oh. You're trying to hit target. I, have I was to. like, fuck, I need to hit target. Shit. Because <laughs> I need to keep this job so I can pay rent and keep going on the piss on the weekend to feel better. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Not every, like, there's so many people, well, not so many, there's probably like maybe 10% of the world that are lucky enough to have created a life for themselves where they're mm. doing exactly what we love, they love. Like, you're doing magicians. I don't think it's lucky. Huh? I don't think it's lucky. It's more just but like, you know, you know what I mean? When, but yeah, like, not, not yeah. lucky as in like, oh, they felt, they yeah. fell into, it fell in their lap. Lucky enough that they've worked hard yeah. to actually get to that stage. Mm. And the thing is, though, I think when it comes to, people making it like that i think there's an element to block because you can say oh they worked very hard but like there are millions of people in this world that work hard every day and don't get a break and end up in a movie or don't end up in a in the music video or don't end up becoming millionaires there's yeah. like an element of like hard yeah. work and f- meet being in the right place at the right time or meeting the right people yeah there's actually who, but, but who was choose that chat to be to like to get to that point of encouraging that bit of like you have to be turning up every day. That's what I mean. But, yeah, people, yeah, but, but yeah. you know what I mean. People mm. turn up every day and still don't fall. They do it fate. just to hope it works. I was chatting to someone the other day. I can't remember who it was, but they were saying that their like their 
par- they know someone whose parents didn't go to private school. They just went to normal public school, but they send their kids to private school. And obviously, the parents went to public school and done very well and, and are able to like afford um, afford private school. And the idea was just like, why do you send your kids to private school whenever you went to public school? Like, what's the issue? And they were like, the education's not what why I send my kids to private school like at all. Like, the education is the exact same, if not better, in the public. The difference between a private and a public school is that the people that you meet in a private school gives my kids more opportunities in the future. You're going to be meeting the, 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 the primary, yeah, you're going to be meeting the premier son or daughter. You're going to be an executive son or son's or daughter. And then you end up falling into a circle that gives you opportunity because everyone knows it's this. It's not, it's not about what you know. It's, it's about who you who know. You know? Yeah, like if you go to point. private school with an executive of, I don't know, KPMG, Hmm. And your best mates, and you're around at their house every day. It's and easy you have to good, get into the right circle. Like once you finish, oh, once you finish high school and you finish uni, and you want a job, and you have a decent, you have a decent grade, grade, and they're gonna be like, I know who that is. Hmm. Great kid, bring them in. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. That's why a lot of people mm. just send their kids to private school because not because of the education or they were like stuck up. It's like, nah, like this is going to be the best opportunity for my kid. I don't mm. want them to. The idea behind when you have kids, like you don't want them to have to try as hard as you to make it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so many parents have probably gone through so much hardship to get their kids into a position where they don't actually have to fight to get to where they are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if for me, if I was to have a kid, that's what I would do as well. I was like, it's Don't a very care. fair point. If if it's gonna make my kid's life a little bit easier, this world's hard enough as it is. Mm. Why am I gonna send my kid to public school because yeah, they need to go through the same shit that I did because it made me who I am? Shut your mouth. No. Like like it, And I get that. It builds like, character. Like it does build nah, character. I think, and it also builds like What's the word? You can still you don't hu- humility? No. Humility? What's, what's yeah, but I don't think sending your kid to a public school is gonna build character or like No, no, make but them like so Shaquille O'Neal, I, I read recently, so the guy's worth yeah, he's like, not gonna give any of his kids his money. Yeah, cause, but there was a like a thing he said, he was like, My family get confused. We're not rich, I'm rich. Mm. And I'm like, it's a very fair point, you know. He's the one who's made all the money, put in the graft and stuff like that. And he's like, I've got four hundred mil, my kids aren't getting it. But if they want to put like a business case towards me of a venture they want to go on and put a business case, I'll invest in it 100%. Oh, yeah, 100%. But I want them to work for it. And I'm like, that's a fair point. Like, do you know what I mean? You build a real... Because the thing is, he might still give them the money. Yeah. But he might be saying that to build a mindset around them. Yeah. Like, I want you to work and work for yourself and build a business that you're going to be proud of. Yeah. And so, you know, Gordon Ramsay said the same thing. But and also... His daughter has got like fucking millions of followers on TikTok. She's been on Dancing with the Stars or whatever yeah. it's called back home. Like, you know... But also- so, but also they've grafted but their ability to get to that stage has been a product of yeah, their parents yeah. because obviously they know more yeah. people they're in the right circles same thing, and stuff same like thing that. people are like oh um, same thing with Gary V Gary V talks about how he used to work in a wine a wine shop and I was like that was your parents company he didn't I love it. If, if, you've, if you've listened to him talk about it he didn't take like really any money from it when he started nah, his but, new but, business no nah, but he but him being able to he had like steps ahead because he already had. But he built his dad's a, business apparently up from from nothing. Apparently he built his no, dad's but, business. But he, but he got like a over the business was worth over a million dollars when he got it. It was a very well run business. And you know, you already, know that he, already like earning was, money. Yeah, by the uh, time he took it over or built it, whatever. Like it wasn't like a piece of shit wine distillery or wine shop that he just took like about to close down. It was already doing well. Hmm. And I get, yeah, he's got it at this point and he's made this, but it's like, don't pretend like it was about to like get 
bought over by the bank and repossessed. Like that wasn't the case. Mm. You know what I mean? You've made it from say a million to now fifty million, unreal. Mm. But it was a million. Mm. That's a lot of that's a lot of money. Yeah. There's many people in this world that will never get close to that work in their lifetime. I watch quite a bit of his content. He's a, he's an interesting guy. I've seen him on videos at some of the like the, oh, you know like 10x and stuff like that. Like 10x of these like seminars where they're like, we want you to 10x your life and 10x your bank account and 10x this and life is 10x, 10x. And it's a whole just like a big spiel and like a load of bollocks where they, it's like where they talk about, you know, it's a mindset. Like a lot of it is a mindset, but mm. they basically bring people on who are motivational speakers who just pitch their businesses to people for them yeah. to like invest money. And it's yeah. like, it's a bit of like a piss take. Yeah. It's a bit of a piss take, but... I do like some of the stuff he does and I've seen that he's done like interviews with people who are trying to curate their own business and some of the advice he gives is, is very, very spot on. Like, yeah. very, and, he, and, he, and he does work very hard. Yeah, the yeah, guy 100%. does put in yeah. so many hours. So it's like, yeah, yeah he had good, good opportunity but it's like, it's like Elon Musk. The guy still fucking works like, you know, yeah. 70, 80 hours a week because he, he just wants to yeah, because yeah, he loves yeah. it. And I'm like, that is, in itself is an incredible mindset to have. Yeah. The guy wouldn't have to do anything. His worth apparently just went up to 310 billion. Yeah. What? It gets to the point. I was saying this to my housemate. It gets to the point. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. What's, what's that ridic- money it's doing? It's actually ridiculous. Like, it doesn't need it. Like, it's not what's the bank, he it's just do- assets and what the company's worth. You know what I mean? I, but I was saying, how much ridiculous. do you think he actually spends a year? But what do you think he actually spends a year? They're billionaires because they probably don't spend that much. No, but on himself, if you actually worked out, let's say he eats out, he takes his, like any holidays, he what do you reckon he actually every, spends? Everything he probably spends, he just cleans back in tax because you like business, business, business. Jeez, it's ridiculous. Right. Apparently he's got more money than Finland. Like, Finland put yeah. But you know what the thing is? Jesus. I, I love like these inspirational speakers or these business Men like Guy V who are like millionaires, or whatever, and they talk about how they started from nothing. And a lot, of t- a lot of times, when I've watched these videos. I always go to comments because I was keen mm. to see what other people Love think the or comment section, or if they think the same as me. And people are just like, it's all well and good when you're speaking to people who are like already have five steps ahead. But if you're giving that advice to someone who literally is trying to make it and is making ends meet, like this advice is completely irrelevant. Like you would say. Someone will come to me and was like, oh, just quit your job. Just quit your job. I was mm. like, not everyone can fucking quit their job, mate. That's not, that's, that's and then when it, he comes out with that, that's in my head. It's like, that just shows you where yeah. you come from. Yeah. You even actually started from the bottom. Because if you did, you would know someone can't just quit their job mm. just to like go after their dream. Because that's not real life. That is not the 85% of the world. Like for you, if you had a dream, you couldn't just like go tomorrow. You have a bit of savings, but you can just like quit your job and then just like full gung ho, just go after it because, like, I could probably invest like six months into it if I quit and be like, "Cool, I want to give this a go for but six, six months. months." Is not long enough, uh, mate. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, I'd have like six. Yeah, yeah. See, like six months is like to uh, to make it to make a successful business. That's years. Like you don't have enough money to be able to quit your job and mm. go years on top of paying rent, food socializing and then investing in the business like you and you probably won't actually see any income for that that whole time mm. there's people who have a business for 10 years have employees and they you're actually scraping. don't they don't actually get their own paycheck mm. for because they're just everything that they earn they're just paying the rent paying their bills and just reinvesting the rest of it into mm. into their company so like whenever <clears throat> these people like we're using guy v for an example does that i'm just like it just shows 
it just shows your lack of knowledge mm. around like the average human like it just doesn't work that way and that's how it goes back to you can be such a hard fucking worker but if you can't get your big break or get in the same room or fall on your feet like it's very difficult I like sometimes. one of the things that he says right and a lot of other people said this they're like look go for what you want to do and what's the worst case scenario people are like oh, I've got to pay rent I've got to do this be like well see if you can move back in with your parents yeah why, 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 why you want to do this the yeah. reason why you don't want to do that is because of an ego thing you've moved out you want to live your own life yeah cool yeah. but what's more important to you having your own place for now or working towards your dream and if you have to move back in with your parents for a year or two to do that fuck it but loads of people just won't do that yeah it's not an option for them like right cool but you still have a choice you're just choosing not to do it yeah so yeah look not everyone has the you know availability to do that but, but i reckon do, there are so many people yeah. are they're like no nah, i still want to like live my own i was like cool well, what's more important to you how yeah. important is this dream really to you yeah and are you willing to fucking throw your ego on the floor get rid of it to do what needs to be done yeah that's very generalized though as well because yeah it's not everyone not everyone can do that yeah not everyone can move back in with depends parents where your parents like live yeah like rent's a big part of life but obviously like just moving back in with your parents is not probably going to make that massive difference it's a lot of fucking but it's, it's, it's money that you can, it's going to be money that you're saving but yeah. it, it also depends on the scenario so like you can say oh yeah just moving back with your parents like that's not an option I mean my rent how, over the year how, how would old, be like how old are your parents like can can they actually afford to have you in the house yeah. to pay their bills but even, so like my rent a month is what like 1500 bucks so over the year that's like Oh it's like eighteen it'd be like something like eighteen grand. Yeah, or maybe like between sixteen and eighteen grand. And I'm like, cool if I give my parents some money, but it's not gonna be eighteen K a year. Mm. That's money I could put towards a business. Yeah. That that's a fucking decent yeah. bit of wedge to put towards a business. Right. So, you know, rent is a big expenditure. So I think if you do want to build something, you've got to work out like what are you willing to sacrifice to do it? And if you can do both, do it. But if you can't, yeah, you can't go out and socialize. Yeah, you can't live on your own. Yeah, you can't live in the ideal place. But mm. if you put in the graph for a couple of years, maybe, maybe you might just succeed in what you want to do. Maybe. maybe. But you also might not. But the worst yeah. case scenario is you go back to doing the job you didn't like doing before anyway. Yeah, that's a horrible, that's a horrible case. But, it, but but that's the whole thing. It's like yeah. I always ask people when they want to do something. It's like, cool, risk what's the, assessment? What's the risk assessment? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what's the? Uh, what's, you know who you are. What's the worst case scenario? And they're like, well, the worst case scenario is if this doesn't work, I go back to doing my job. So, so that's the worst case. You go back to doing the job you were already doing. So is it not more risky to to not go for it if that's the worst case scenario? Yeah. Cause really then what's the difference really you're just taking a sabbatical for a couple of months you know yeah it depends on the job as well like what? yeah like it's not a one suit fits all yeah. but I think in, you know we're just like talking about you know gem pop yeah mm. we talked on, on that yeah. a lot longer than expected I want to ask you actually before we get onto the topic that you sent now over we'll, to me we can do that another episode oh that's really interesting though I really wanted to no 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 no, we're like 40 in. We've, uh, we've, we've, do you really, do you not, do we not have time? Nah. We've got to think of the analytics. Okay. Um, what's something really interesting that you've learned? I do learned? have something I, we can do, talk about after this though. Can you tell good. me, can you tell me something interesting you've learned from the books that you've read? Cause you've been reading a lot. What is like um, one thing you've learned or like, you know, your top two or whatever it is, what like sticks in your mind of, cause I know you've, you've put stuff on your Instagram and stuff like that and you've shared captions and some good little one-liners. Yeah. In there. Some good little one-liners. So I'm like, you know, what's something that you've read and you're like, that's, I'd that's say cool. from the attached book that I, I read a couple of months ago, I think that 
You've read Attached. You're so deep. Yeah, I'm so deep. Just trying to, <laughs> just trying to fix my childhood trauma. Oh, stop. Um, so much growth in you. <laughs> I say it, I learned quite a bit from the book Attached. If anyone has not read it, I highly recommend it, especially if you've had shit experiences in relationships. I think mm. the best thing about Attached was how relatable it was. It's written by psychologists who've done years of research trying to understand <coughs> um, dating and why certain people don't work with other people. Mm. And they came up with four different four different sections of, of your attachments, quote-unquote attachment style, and how you navigate the relationships. And I think the best part about the book is what they give you different scenarios of couples. Mm-hmm. And there could be either... Anxious, avoidant, secure. secure, or anxious, avoidant. So they give you different scenarios of these different attachment styles in a dating life. They could be married, they could be newly dating, or they could be straight, they could be gay, they could be lesbian, they could be whatever. So they give you those different scenarios. And I think the best part about it was when you read the scenarios and then they explained how this should have been or could have been navigated to come out with a more positive experience. It, you got triggered so much because I'm like, holy shit, that was me with my ex then. Then I think back to my ex from like 2015. It's like that was me with her then. Then I'm thinking back to girls that I was talking to or dating casually. I'm like, that was us then. And one thing about it is when you read it, they like they give you like a test so you get to figure out what your mm. attachment style is. And when I figure out mine, which is anxious avoidant, um, it all made sense. Mm. Because the idea behind someone who's um, anxious is that they they can overthink in certain situations, mm-hmm. um, especially if sometimes they don't feel as if the feelings that they have is reciprocated completely. They overthink and then they can sometimes overcompensate and then the person who they're with may pull back. And then the avoidance side is, is that you can get the ick quite easily if someone does something that kind of puts you off or triggers you and the idea behind it is is like you can you could date someone for a while and your anxious or avoidant tendency don't come to fruition until it gets triggered until it gets until they do something that maybe could be like subconsciously that something subconsciously that annoys you kind of like puts you off for me with my ex she did things that i didn't know were an issue but like they put me off and they gave me the ick Hmm. But I do highly, I do highly recommend that people read the book because it'll change your life. I and did. Now, and, cool. sorry, and then now that I've read it, I like to have the conversation, like to ask people yeah. like what they think they are, and I explain what each <clears throat> one is. And also, it helps me to navigate through conversations since I've read it with girls. I'm just like, okay, if I didn't know. Now that I know their attachment style or I can kind of pick up what their attachment style is, I can then almost provide an environment for them that's going to like ensure that they can thrive. Like if I know this person's anxious, I'll be able to communicate in a way that will ensure that their anxious tendencies don't get triggered. Or if they're avoidant, I'll be able to move in a way that won't allow their avoidant tendencies to get triggered you should work in sales man it's very influential yeah it's very important i think i think it's a really good book to read because it it will i think it would have helped a lot of people Mm. in relationships in the past i did the test based on my previous relationship yeah and i came up as secured 
but, 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 but I did. I answered it exactly how like I imagine being in the frame of mind. I imagine mm. the conversation I had and how I felt. And that's what it came up with. Yeah, so, I feel like, like your ex will definitely have a different opinion than that. But the thing is, just because it didn't work out, it doesn't mean you don't fall into that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you don't fall into secure because it didn't work out. Yeah. Because you could have still been secure, but you just didn't work out. But I did. I read it. I did the test twice. Yeah. And I was like, honestly, asked myself, how did I feel? And I was like, that's genuinely like what happened. I wouldn't say you're secure based on knowing you since I met you. Though. Mm. Like, yeah. I'll read the book. I want to give the yeah, book a should, read. I, yeah, you should read the book and then you'll be able to get a better understanding because they'll give you the scenarios yeah. and the scenarios will come up that you've experienced with your ex. Mm. Like 100%. 100%. Because mm. I read, there's probably like 10 that I read through my, I've been through that. Even just something as small as you messaging someone and then them not responding for you or you calling them and then them not responding for a whole day. And for an anxious person, that will trigger them. It's like, why are they not responding? And they're like, if an anxious person is with a secure person and they're calling them and the secure person has been able to answer, a simple text being like, hey, sorry, I missed your call. I've been rammed in work all day. I just haven't had the time to like pick up my phone, but I will give you a call once I'm finished. Boom. Mm-hmm. Sorted. Yeah, anxious yeah, person, I understand that. Relieved of any anxious or any anxiety that they're going through. And then they can go on with their day. Yeah. But sometimes if you're with an avoidant person, they will get the ick because like, why are they so obsessed with me? This is weird. And then that avoidant person won't communicate that and say, mm-hmm. I'm busy, la la la. They'll just probably ignore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like push it off. Fair. Yeah. What, what, what was the... Uh... I've got a scenario. Someone sent this in. <clears throat> okay. Go I'm going try oh, to try and make this a very potent thing for every episode. Get people to actually send in. Right. They want some advice. Is this the person that you were just on a, on a voice? No, 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 oh, okay, no, cool. no, no. Yeah, okay, go on. Hello, Kaz, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, here we go. Me and my boyfriend have been going through a rough patch yeah, for a while. Yeah, suck it off. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Me and my boyfriend have been going through a rough patch for a while, and it was becoming difficult to be around each other. And we were arguing over the smallest things. We've been together for four years. So I've invested a lot of myself, physically, emotionally, and spiritually and sexually but because it's been tough for a while the sex wasn't happening as often mm-hmm. either we decided that we would go on a break to give ourselves time on our own to get our heads straight mm-hmm. the next week after the break i'm told that he slept with another girl wait sorry after a week after a week it's upset me because we were in a place where neither of us had any libido and he's gone out to do that and the point of the break was for us to get time alone to clear our heads and he's gone and cleared the wrong head <laughs> i thought that was very funny <laughs> oh that, that is funny i like that what do you think i should do i think that it's hard because i i don't know how she feels about the situation so if I'm just going to go off of what she's being of what's being said yeah i think it comes down to like people base a lot of their decisions on how much time Time they have invested in the situation yeah which isn't the right frame of mind and this is my this is my first initial reaction if he slept with someone else that's good you've now found out that it probably wasn't going to work out Mm. 
That's what that's now given yeah. you. It's given you clarification that you had a break. That the relationship so, wasn't going to work? That the relationship is not working. Okay. Because clearly he was able to move on very quickly with someone else. And that's not saying yeah. that he's a, he's a cunt for doing it. But <laughs> what, what he's been able to do is realize what he's really interested in. And that's cool. That means you now no longer need to waste your time mm. because you now both know that it's just because you weren't working together. Now, look, that that's just based off that one story. I, I would usually ask questions of like, how do you feel? How do you think he feels? What do you feel about the... You know, but I can't ask that. But just off that, it's like, well, awesome. You, you now know that it doesn't work mm. because he was able to move on very quickly and you weren't at the forefront of his mind. Yeah. There's a reason for that. The reason why why you weren't at the forefront of his mind is because he doesn't think it's working either. But do you not think it may come down to this? Just me being devil's advocate. Go for it. Not think it may come down to just human nature generally of men compared to women. No, I think that if I was in a relationship and I had a break from my missus for a week, this is me for a week. Yeah. For one week after four years. Yeah. Would I be trying to fuck someone else? Probably not. But then, I'd probably just take a week to be like, let's just have some clarity, yeah. hang out with the boys, let me have a few chats, let me see. The fact he's already going on the pool, it sounds like he's already excited to fucking be on his own. Mm. And it's not because it's about pulling, but it's about having the freedom to not be someone else's dependent. In fairness, what if it was just like, went out the last, got smashed, and then just ended up shagging some girl? Still, where, there, where there is no like... So I don't know the context. Yeah. I imagine that's what it was. But that's the thing that changes it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, like I don't know the concept. It wasn't like, it wasn't like oh, he's gone on to Tinder or whatever. And like, she, we're, just, we're just giving scenarios here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my that's my initial thing. Mm. It's like, well, look, you gave it a break. He wanted to go away, and he ended up shagging someone else. For one, let me just premise this by saying I don't believe in breaks. If you say you're in a break, you've broken up. I don't. Or, I don't. It's like people that want closure. I don't think closure is a thing. I don't think breaks the thing. I think closure is like... No, let's not segue into closure. Yeah, but okay. I think it's very black and white. Uh, no, sorry. I don't think it's very black and white. I think it's multifaceted. I, I understand mm. it, but I think it's multifaceted. But in regards to this situation, that that's my opinion. And I think that, well, you've got your kind of clarity there that you had a break. And in that break, you weren't his priority. Mm. But surely the point of a break is for you to be your priority. Yeah, but if... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're making yourself a priority. Yeah. So why so what's what's that mean if she's not his priority because the idea of the break is for them to go off and do what they need to do to kind of bring so sh- to figure out what they need or what they want so he's shagging someone else to see how he feels about it i've, mm. I've seen videos of guys where they're just like yeah i just need to go out and shag another girl to see how much i loved her i'm just like what that's romantic yeah I might Chivalry's do that with, like, with like my next missus, but listen, babe, look, I really I just, just want to get an understanding. I just slept if I'm with her into because I just want to make sure that I proper love you. you know and mean? like, I do proper love. Look, I'll probably give it another crack, but like, I do. <laughs> I'm just gonna go out one more time just to make sure. Just because I didn't really know it was only the tip, and like, oh, I just couldn't really figure it out. <laughs> but what's, what's 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 your opinion? What do you think? Um, Where well, her her question at the end was like, what should, what I, yeah, should I, yeah, I do? What should I do? Um, for me. I, I feel like a week's too wet too soon to be do you know what I mean having, it, having sex with, a, yeah, with another a human after being with someone for four years and like she said the the reason behind them going to break she didn't obviously give detail on the conversation they had but it's like the reason why they went to break was in order for them to be alone and to clear their head he so, definitely cleared his head yeah like she said yeah. so I think the I think it really does come down to what what you 
the lady that sent me this in really wants out of it all. At the end of the day, it's like, does him steam with another girl really put you off? And what has the conversation been That's with what I'd be him? interested in. Or whether you've had the conversation. I might, I'll message her to see if she can mm. give us an update if she's had that. But what has the... What is the conversation with him if you've had one, Ben, and mm. like how are you feeling after that conversation? Because you'd know his headspace after. Like, let's say she asks him, Hey, how do you feel now that's happened? Yeah. You're gonna get like, oh yeah, I'm kind of like was happier not to be in this situation. Like yeah. you'll know and you'll get feedback on it and you'll be like, Well fuck, he's he's actually not happy to be in this relationship anymore. Yeah. You know? And and at the end of the day, and I think it's really important, if that's the case and that does happen, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It means that you now don't need to waste the rest of your life. That's true. That's, that's, that's something I think people don't realize about breakups. Breakups aren't necessarily bad. It's a perspective. Mm. You've broken up because you realize you're not going to give each other what you need. Yeah. That's good. To and there's that so out. much there's so much opportunity in mm. in heartache for growth. Hundred percent. Lean into discomfort. Yeah. You're leaning you're leaning into discomfort and you're you're you find and are now in a place in your life that you've probably mm. never been before because every heartbreak is going to be different. So the fact you're in a new place in your life where you feel as low as you ever have been, it it, it depending on the way that you perceive mm. your current situation, it's going to give you an opportunity to build on that and create like a new human, someone mm. that's going to be better. Because the idea is you don't want to rest and put yourself in a position where you're feeling depressed and like overthinking what could have been mm. because that's not going to benefit anyone. No, it's not going to do anything. Especially, and especially if you're, if, especially if the problem is that you keep thinking about your partner, like they're probably trying to move on with their life. Mm. So other than that, you always got to look out for number one. It's hard, man. It's fucking, but yeah, I do like that. If it, like, I really hope anyone else, please send in scenarios you're going through because you know, we find it interesting, clearly, to talk about this kind of stuff from I do, <laughs> loads I do, of our other I episodes. I do have a few in my DMs, so oh, I'll, awesome, I'll bring another one next week, and I'll message this gal. Oh, it's because um, you're at 10.3k now. So. It is, what it is. I'm like the fact you're updated on my following. <laughs> um, but I yes, look every now and then. Thank you very much, everyone. Guys, thank you for tuning for in. Listening. And as always, follow us on all social media outlets especially Insta, TikTok, Facebook Facebook as well let's get our page on Facebook going up oh yeah fucking Facebook yeah let's get our page on Facebook going up follow yeah. us on TikTok follow us on Insta yeah. share our stories when we put it up because yeah. it's really nice yeah share our yeah yeah they can do that um, share our stories get the content out and send in anything you want us to talk about even send in like guests you want us to have on like Abby Chatfield as an example hey, why you know just you never know one day she might come on the pod you never know you never know. We should try and get her pod. She hangs around with some of like our, our mates now, so Your mates, you mean? My mates mates. Yeah. <laughs> My mates mates. Yeah, we'll not talk about that. Yeah. Right, bye everyone. Bye everyone. Peace and love. Stay safe. Yeah.